Hello, this is Musically Cogitating, a show asking and answering important questions about music, the people who make it, and discussing about how all of that continues to impact the way that you and I go throughout our everyday lives. I am the host of this show, Siad Wells. I really appreciate you listening to me yell about music and arts related things on the internet every other week. This podcast doing this is definitely a highlight for me and something that I just I look forward to and I hope that you look forward to it too. If you do look forward to it, I would appreciate it if you left the show a review, particularly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchasers. Podchasers is like podcast social media, which I'm on, if you had not heard of it. And let's get into today's topic. So we are at the end of this here series. We are at the end of the Magic of Musical Places series. And well, what a ride it has been. I imagined that this would be a pretty short series. And then, you know, what I do, I just get to thinking. And so I kept thinking and thinking, and then there were just more episodes. And so today is going to be the last one in this series as it stands today. But I will share uh, the future of this particular series at the end of the episode. I wanted to end today's series for now, right? Talking about the concert hall, right? Talking about music in its its natural habitat where where we create music where we listen to music where we understand music in its purest form and i'm going to use the term concert hall in a in a really broad way right because there are lots of places where music is is made and is consumed and is listened to that might not look like a place that has you know 5,000 seats, it could have 100 seats, but it's still a concert hall. It's still a hall that is dedicated to and for the use uh, of making music, of being in community with other people around music. And so when I say concert hall throughout this entire episode, that is really what I mean. I love the concert hall because the purpose of the hall is there for you to listen to music. There are all of these other spaces that I've talked about in this series and that, you know, we sort of have in our society that are multi-purpose, they are multifunctional, and those are important spaces. But, you know, the concert hall is not multi-purpose usually. It is not multifunctional. Aside from, you know, doing the concert in there, there isn't much else that can be done in there. No one is going to the symphony center and deciding that they're going to play a basketball game also on this stage that is, you know, 100 years old. Like that just doesn't happen because the concert hall, the hall, halls <laughs> are made so that music can be made in them and around them. And so that we can have those sorts of experiences these really like personal and intimate experiences and yeah if you go to a concert there might be 10 
thousand other people there with you, but you are having an intimate and personal musical experience. Like there are 10,000 intimate personal musical experiences happening. And those are most special, I believe, when it's happening in a hall. You know, as a performer and of course, avid concert goer myself, <laughs> my favorite place to experience music is honestly in the concert hall, right? Like, like I'll go to a concert anywhere because ultimately what I want is to hear, listen to, and to consume and experience music. But I am much happier and much more satisfied going to a concert when it is in a place that is designed and dedicated to and for presenting music. And, you know, I thought it like, why is that? And well, I live in Texas. And so uh, here in the American South, it is hot. It is hot. And if you live in any sort of warm environment, that means that, you know, having a concert outside in October and November is great. But if you want to do that same thing in June, it's like a fire pit outside. Like you literally feel like you are melting because it's just so hot because yes, global warming, music streaming. Okay. We've been over this. And so, you know, being outside is cool and everything to have a concert, but being inside in in the good AC, I mean, even if it's a little warm, that's okay. But you know, like being inside, being in a concert hall in a space is just so nice. And yeah, they're like amphitheaters and stuff. And those are great. You know, a lot of people can come to a space and have access to music. And yeah, I love those too, or whatever. But I love an indoor concert hall. That That's just me, you know. Um, you may feel differently and you are entitled to feel that way because ultimately it's about how we think about and experience music in the places that we love. But the concert hall is just, it's just so magical, right? As as we sort of talked about, there are so many of these like intricacies and nuances that come along with experiencing music in a concert hall and also uh, being in a concert hall, performing in a concert hall that uh, are really interesting. And again, the hall is this place that is dedicated to sort of this like singular purpose and focus. And from a performance perspective right that singular focus and purpose I like halls as well which is you know not a surprise to any of you if you're listening to this um those are some of my favorite places to play I've played outside many times and it's not always been the best experience I'm not gonna say that they're always terrible right because I've had some good experiences playing outside but you know playing the kind of instrument that I primarily play the classical guitar it's usually not mic'd. It's it's not great to play outside, and so being inside, being in a hall, um, is really my favorite. And there are some things that I love about you know the halls, not just because they're inside, um, but you know I love it when the hall when the lights aren't too hot, right? Also, also uh, a note about the lights. So I am the kind of performer artist type 
person that I don't really like to see the audience so much when I'm playing. So it's really nice for me when I'm playing in a hall where the house lights are really, really like dim or off and I can't really see the audience because I'm able to then like sort of pretend that I am playing in a room by myself and I just really, really like that. It makes me feel most comfortable. I don't want to see anyone picking their nose while I'm hitting the downbeat of the third movement of this piece. Like that's not what I want. I want there to be almost complete darkness for them. And then for me, I want to make sure that the lights are not again too hot because playing guitar is hard work, right? <laughs> Even if it doesn't look like it, it definitely is and can be. And so I don't want to be sweating, you know, I don't want to be musty when I get off the stage. So I like a good, nice, uh, cool light and no light on the audience. That was just an aside. So uh, other characteristics of spaces and halls that I like, I like for there to be a stage. You know, not every performance space has a stage, but it's really nice when there is a stage because it gives some space between you and the audience. And having, having that space is nice, uh, just so that there, there's a way that there's a way that the music travels in a room when there's a stage. And there's also a way that the music travels in a room when there are people in there versus when there are, there are not, you know, people in the space. And so having that stage kind of helps to manage all of, all of that. I really like it when a a hall, a performance space has a good chair and a good bench. Now, for me, this isn't a huge deal, right? I'm not one of the types of people who will carry around their own chair or bench because I have to have the same chair every time that I sit down. Uh, Some people are like that and I total respect to them because they know what they like and they know what they need and they know they need to be successful. But I, I always endeavor to be really flexible in my preparation and in my sort of processes and and to be flexible with the people who are, you know, offering and opening up their space to a performance to, to me in a hall and they may have never heard me before. And so I try to be really simplistic in what I ask for, but a good chair and bench, um, is good from a performance perspective. Also good from a audience member perspective because if the chair is uncomfortable and I'm watching someone that I really really love yeah I'm gonna be focused on the person who I'm you know watching I'm hearing I'm in the same room with but I am going to also be remembering that the chair is uncomfortable so we need a good chair and we need a good bench now of course like I said you know, for me, I, I primarily play an instrument that is not always might. Yes, I do play electric guitar, but I play classical guitar. And so being in a space or a hall that is is of a good size and that is, is used to having these sorts of instruments in it um, is really, really important because, you know, I want to be able to hear myself as I am performing. Like I need that feedback to know if, if I played a wrong note, if something is going wrong, if I need to stop, like I need to be able to hear. And for, you know, non, for, for mic instruments, they have monitors and their stuff built in. But for, for me, if someone's, you know, playing acoustically, 
uh, although I, I would not say that I play the acoustic guitar necessarily, uh, I'm just playing without amplification, you know, it is important to be able to hear. And so a good hall allows for that space and for that sound to to be good and to not be something that uh, is bothersome or something that you have to worry about while performing. Now, another thing that I, I think about in terms of being a performer in a hall, but also being a concert goer is the smell. Yes, I mentioned smell a lot because, well, I think things smell and so you know, gotta mention it, you know. So if I'm playing in a hall where there's a the food smell, uh, that can be a little weird. Uh, so you wanna, you wanna, you wanna take a deep breath in <laughs> when you're in a hall performing and you're like, ah, oh, okay, this is the air that I will breathe as I am performing. Like that's what I want from the space when I'm going to be there, when I'm going to be making music and sharing music with others though it may not seem like it halls are designed with great intention so a hall that has 100 seats to a hall that has you know we'll say 20,000 seats because those like i'm thinking of like of an actual hall with having seats you know like they are designed with great intention and it's the job of so many people to uh, to tune a space and to design it in a way that makes it enjoyable to to be in because they want you to enjoy it so that you keep spending your money your hard-earned dollars and so that you keep coming back and that you tell other people like there are people who think about the height of the ceilings in a space who yes our architects do that and people build it but like there are people who do that um specifically for halls right there are people who think about the panels on the walls the fabric on the chair the shape again of the chair because you want to be comfortable the type of carpet or maybe there's no carpet you know like all of these little things that we don't think about are really huge details when it comes to designing a hall and, it, and there are details that yeah like sometimes you do notice when you are in a space and so when you're designing a space when you're in a hall you want to appeal probably to like the widest group of people and so you make choices based off of that because you want everyone to again have a really great experience when they are essentially you know in your care because it is your responsibility to make sure that it is an accessible space for everyone in your community so that is also really important. I love that in our society, we value art enough to create spaces that are dedicated for the creation and the consumption of art. I will continue to be a firm believer in the need for these types of spaces. And we all know that these spaces are, yes, going away, sometimes for a good reason, uh, and you know, for specific situations, but I think these spaces are important because the concert halls, they foster community and build community if they are inclusive and diverse. <laughs> and they also build creativity and understanding and belonging. And I love that that focus 
can be and can come from these spaces right a lot of society is multi-purpose and multifunction. and like i said earlier yeah like for sustainability and for the purposes of practicality that's a good thing and we need the multi-purpose but i also like the singular focus of a concert hall of a dedicated space where you go there with great intention to make music to listen to music to understand to grow music and I just love that because not every multi-purpose space can hold an 80-person orchestra the same way that the orchestra hall that they built 100 years ago can do. Like, not everything will be okay in a different space. And I think that that is a good thing. And that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, go to different spaces to make music and all that. Because we've talked about, like, that's important. But the concert hall, the venue, the space, like those are beautiful and important so that is the end of this series as it is now so i won't be doing any more episodes about magical musical places in in a row like this but i do think that considering how and you know where music is made and heard and understood and all of that like is important and so i'll continue to talk about these magical spaces so in six months time i might figure out or think about a new space that i want to talk about if you have a space that you want me to talk about because you know that i can just talk about it i would love to hear from you so be sure to send me an email a dm like like there are so many places that i know i I didn't cover and that i want to so i will continue to do that because you know I believe that it's important and I just really like talking about these things, of course. The music recommendation for this week is Watch the Sun by PJ Morton. Uh, Very, very good. 10 out of 10 would recommend, which is why why I'm recommending it. So, of course, follow the podcast on social media and the website, sign up for the newsletter. And as I asked, if you could be so kind as to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. So I will be back, uh, let's see, next week, like I have been with the next episode of the Musically Cogitating Podcast. Until then.